morning. I'm Nelson Stokes, and I am one of the ministers here at Memorial United Methodist Church. It's good to see you here. If you're a regular member, we're glad you're here. If you're a visitor, guest, we're glad that you're here, and we hope that you'll continue to come back. Of course, we hope our regular members will continue also. There are announcements in the bulletin. I hope that you'll read these announcements. There's a lot of them in there. And so if you would read these announcements so that you'll know what's going on this week. Next week and the following week, if you did not get your pictures made for the directory, you'll be taking pictures next week here at the church in the Narthex. If you cannot um, come at any of those times, if you'll contact Adam, you can... Uh, Make arrangements for an appointment. Leanne has some announcements. Good morning. I just have two quick announcements for you. Um, VBS is coming up in June. It starts June 12th, which is a Sunday. If you're interested in volunteering and don't know where you'd like to volunteer, please feel free to come and talk to me and we can find the best fit for you. Or if you have a child that you'd like to sign up, you can send me an email or I have a registration sheet in the FLC. And next Sunday, April 17th, you might have seen this in Sunday school, but... Um, back in 2013, you were all very, very helpful in me, with me raising, ooh, raising money to build a church in Pakistan. And the bishop of that church who founded that church and started it is going to be here to join us next week. He'll be here all day on Sunday through, from the 9 a.m. to this service. And during the 10 o'clock Sunday school hour in the FLC, he's going to be sharing his story and telling us a little bit about that church. So I would love to see you all in there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Do we have any other announcements that need to be made? Well, I got one complaint. Is it okay? I guess I'm in charge today. So when you're in charge, you can pretty much do like you want to. The other Sunday, the choir did a fabulous job. I was out here. And nobody thanked you. Nobody praised you. Uh... Just want you to know, I talked with some folks back there at one, two, three, right in this area. And they said it was okay if the choir did a real good job and you wanted to clap. Now, some of you are not going to, and we understand that. But some of you want to. And I promised them that when I had an opportunity to get up here, I would give you the opportunity to thank the choir by clapping if you want to. If not, then I hope... If not, I hope that when you see a choir member, you'll thank them. Because folks, they do a really good job and, and music touches us like a lot of other things can. I mean, I know that messages don't touch us like music does. And they practice and they uh, do a good job. And so when you see them, thank them, a lot of churches fall down in thanking the choir. And they do such a wonderful job. The acolytes are going to be coming up. They have an important role here at the church. Because it's my understanding, where's Dennis and George? Dennis, it's my understanding that worship service doesn't start until the acolytes come in and light the candles, right? So that's an important job. They get very little thanks for that. Folks, all of us like to be thanked for the things that we do. And so I hope that as you see the acolytes coming in and others who are helping in worship, those who are filming, those who work the sound system, that you'll thank them. I know that we are thankful for it, but sometimes we neglect to do that. And I just wanted to remind you uh, to give them thanks. So thank you for all that you do.
get your hymnals and turn to page 322 and stand and sing together up from the grave he arose would you stand as we sing together
Now as the people of God, would you join together as we affirm our faith through the Apostles' Creed. It's found on page 881. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day He arose from the dead, He ascended to heaven, and sitteth the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence He shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Harriet Johnson will now uh, ask the children to come forward and give the children's message. going to sing this morning is entitled Look at the World. It's a little different from what's in the bulletin. So, oh, wait a minute. All right. We'll wait. We have some more. Yes. Hold up here. <laughs> That's okay. That's quite all right. Good morning. We will make room. It's nice to have you join us. Well, this morning, the choir is going to sing an anthem that's entitled, Look at the World. Now, for the adults, they're going to be looking at their bulletins and they're going to say, no, that's not what the bulletin says. Well, but we are. We're going to sing, Look at the World. And it's a perfect song for spring. Now, I know today does not really feel like spring. We had to get out our sweaters. We had to get out our boots because it's cold out there. But if we look around, it's very beautiful. I cut these from the yard yesterday. And it just shows us the beauty of the sounds and the sights of spring. The words in the song remind us of the marvels of our world, the world that God has created. What do you think some of the beautiful sights and sounds are around us, especially in spring? Yes, ma'am. The flowers. We have an example. Yes, ma'am. The birds. There's a bird that is evidently making a nest outside my bedroom window. He wakes me up in the morning just singing and having the very best of times. The trees, all the trees are blooming. What about the mountains? Do you think the mountains are a marvel? I just wonder, how did those mountains get there? Well, of course, it was God. Hmm? Erosion <laughs> changes. Okay, we have a science student here, uh, or geology student. The anthem also reminds us that we need to cherish the world. Now, do you know that word, cherish? Appreciate. We need to make sure that we appreciate the precious gift that God has given us. And he expects us to take care of this world. He, we are his hands in taking care of the world. Well, what are some things that we can do to take care of the world? We need to water the plants, yes. Is that what you were going to say also? Not litter. Oh, that would be a wonderful thing. Yes, and if you, you see something, then we need to pick it up because it does t 
take away from the beauty of God's creations. So every day we need to praise God for his creation and we need to thank him for the blessings that he has given us. And when we sing in a little while, sing the anthem, listen to the words because the words say all the things that you have said in a very special way. And I also want you to have some flowers to take with you. So we'll, we'll get them out and let you take some flowers with you when you go. I'm going to, for our prayer this morning, I'm going to share some of the words from the anthem. So if you'll bow your heads and close your eyes. Praise to thee, O Lord, for all creation. Give us thankful hearts that we may see all the gifts we share and every blessing. We know all things come from thee. Amen. Thank you. At this time, Brett Claycamp will come and talk with us about uh, Warrior Solution. Good morning, everyone. Uh, first off, I know Joe's not here yet, but uh, I'm very appreciative for the opportunity he's given to me. He reached out to me so I can let you guys know about Upstate Warrior Solution. So. Uh, Let's get in the weeds here. Upstate Warrior Solution is a veterans outreach program. We're a nonprofit organization and we, we connect and inspire and lead our veterans. We get them into the community and get them active. A lot of the times we find that our veterans will get, uh, they get out of the military and they're lost. Uh, most of them join when they're 18 years old and they have no idea what the professional world is like in the civilian sector, anything like that. So they sit at home and they, uh, they usually you know, move back with mom and dad. Um, and we want to inspire those veterans that that's not the case. If there's anything that the government has done right by us, it's called a GI Bill. I like to inspire our veterans to use their GI Bill, to go to school and get their degree, get things like that. Also, and get into, <clears throat> excuse me, get into the employment world. Whether, uh, I don't need to, to tell, anyone, tell anyone around here that, you know, you have to be good to our veterans because in South Carolina, we have done a great job of that. We just have to connect with resources. And that's what Upstate Warrior Solution does. We connect with these resources and we inspire our veterans to, here's the path, we have created it for you. Now go down it and succeed, because you can. You're a veteran, you, I mean, you have strength, you have the, the mental capacities to do all these things and to push through. All the odds, you can beat them. And another thing that we do also is housing. Uh, in, in Spartanburg, South Carolina, there is, we just did a count, uh, me and a lot of my cohorts, we s slept in the shelters. Uh, we counted in downtown Spartanburg, 18 homeless veterans. That is, that is post 9-11. 18 homeless veterans in downtown Spartanburg in beginning of March it was. Now there's going to be more. We are wanting to house these veterans, which we have successfully housed about uh, six of them. But it's difficult because there's a lot more homeless individuals as well. But we're, we're, we're spearheading this. And if we can solve veteran, veterans' homelessness in Spartanburg, we can solve it in the upstate. Vet, veterans are always, you know, the, the first ones to get experimented on. So let's try, you know, solving homelessness. Uh, and uh, health care. Um, a lot of veterans don't realize that when they get out, of the military right now, they have five years of free health care through the VA. I have not encountered a veteran yet that uh, has, has known that. And so I told you all that to inform you a little bit about Upstate Warrior Solution, but also here's a little bit about what the church can do for Upstate Warrior Solution and the veterans in the upstate. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and quote, uh, you know, Marine General General Robinson, he's uh, one of our board of directors uh, for our organization. He always says you have a pig and you have a chicken. They make a sacrifice and a contribution. 
A contribution is nice, but making the sacrifice of your time, uh, we have a lot of career-oriented individuals in our church. We have a lot of uh, veterans who say they want to be an entrepreneur, but they have no idea where to start. We can use those volunteers, that time that you want to dedicate, and you can bring your knowledge to that veteran and guide them to success, and it would be much appreciated. Sure, we accept donations and everything, but our veterans that we work with appreciate your time and your, your sincerity that you put into this veteran and guide them more than anything. So if you guys have any questions, please feel free to come up to me, ask me anything. If I don't have an answer, I will get it. Thank you guys so much. Oh. 
Our scripture reading this morning is found on page 1853 in your pew Bibles, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses Entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you very much. This morning in the um, 9 o'clock service, they gave me a note that uh, Tom Hammond died yesterday. And the service is at 1 o'clock and visitation will follow here at the church. So I hope that you'll keep that in mind. Are there others that you would like to remember in prayer this morning? You don't have to call out their names or anything, but if you want to just raise your hand and remember someone in prayer this morning before we go to our morning prayer. Well, I hope that you'll remember the uh, Warrior Solution and those that they're caring for and others in this community that we are also caring for. Will you join with me in prayer? Lord, again, we thank you for this day and this time to worship you. You know about Tom. Of course, you knew about him before anyone else did. And we thank you that from what we heard here in this congregation, that he is now with you in your heavenly kingdom. We pray that you'll continue to be with his family and that you will provide what they needed, their folks in this church who can provide fellowship, who can provide friendship, who can provide guidance. And Lord, we pray that they will. And we pray that this church will do for that family what that family cannot do for themselves at this time until such time they are able again. Because Lord, death throws us off. It gets us out of kilter, even though we talk about it, we we pray for others and we know that death is a doorway to your heavenly kingdom but it still throws us out of balance and causes us to mourn 
And we pray that we mourn for our loss and we rejoice for their gain. Lord, it's just been a week or so till we celebrated Easter. And as we celebrated Easter, it was here and now it's gone. And life has to go on. We're here today and we've already talked about believing in the risen Lord. We believe and we give thanks in Christ's holy name for his sacrifice for us. But Lord, the weeks and the weekdays come and they dull our sense of Christ. We get caught up in the cares of the world and Easter seems like a celebration but not a real part of us from time to time. So Lord, we pray that when our belief and our faith wane, that your Spirit will lift us up and that your Spirit will once again show us the good news of Easter. When doubt creeps in in our lives with everyday problems that distract and overwhelm us, come to us with your Spirit and show us that no matter what's going on in our lives, you are more than able to guide us through and give us the strength so that we might not fall and fail you. Lord, forgive us when our doubts and our cries numb our awareness of your Spirit and draw us close to you. Help us to realize our freedom in your Son, Jesus the Christ. It's in Christ's name we pray. And it's in Christ's name that we unite to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. At this time, we'll ask the ushers to come forward as we receive God's tithes and our offerings.
Please be seated. Our scripture today comes from Mark's gospel, the 10th chapter. It's about a man coming to Jesus and, well, I'll read the story. Hear the word of the Lord. As Jesus started on his way from where he was, he was in uh, Judea near the Jordan. A man ran to him and fell on his knees before Jesus. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all of these things I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With human beings this is impossible, but not with God. With God all things are possible. May God add his blessing to our reading and hearing and understanding of his holy word. Amen. If you'll notice this morning, I don't have my stole on. I had it on earlier. And I was walking back there and these guys up here said, you need to be hooked up. We need to put you a mic on and all that. And so I got back there and I was getting the mic and I was getting it where it needed to be and all that. So I got everything ready, but I lacked just one thing. And the one thing that I lacked was a stove. Just one thing that would make this complete, and that was a stove. Sometimes those kind of things happen, don't they? You just need one thing. Freda and I, she's sitting back there at, right behind the B.A. Bennett window, uh, or beside it over there. Freda and I have been married for, well, all my life and most of hers. And we retired last July the 1st, or I did and she did too. Because she said, if you're not going to work, I'm not either. So anyway, we retired. And when we retired, we needed a place for our lawnmower. So being the good do-it-yourself kind of guy that I am, not much I can't do that I think until I get it. And then sometimes my thoughts overwhelm me. And that overwhelms me. Well, anyway, we bought this little do-it-yourself building. It wasn't a problem. And I got the building set up. I got the floor in. I got four sides in this way, three sides this way, and one side this way. And there was a piece missing. Couldn't find it anywhere. And the piece, and, and this is the funny thing about it, the piece was J41. And so I called Freda and I said, Freda, would you look for J41? She looked all through it and she said, J41 is not here. So I called my son. I said, you know, son-in-law, uh, he'll be able to find it. And he said, J41's not here. I said, well, I know my son can find it. So I called him and he looked. J41 was not there. So I go back to the place where I bought it from. And as I'm riding down the road, I have to start smiling because I'm thinking, J41. I said, I just like one piece. Just one piece. Just for one piece, I cannot finish this building. It's no good to me. And I started laughing. I said, God, that is really good. The only piece I'm missing is J41. Just for one piece. I said, there's got to be a sermon in that somewhere. <laughs> so anyway, I go back to the store. And I walk in and I look at the person down there. And I walk up to this uh, customer service counter. 
And I tell the woman what I need. I explain all of it to her. And she looks at me and she says, Well, I'm sorry, sir, that you're having so much trouble. And if you'll bring the building back, we'll be glad to replace it. <laughs> I said, No, wait a minute. I said, I've already got the floor in. I said, They're probably 80, 90 screws in there. And each one of them turned about seven or eight times. You realize how many that is? And each one of these panels, and there are four of them, they got six or eight screws in there. They turn about seven or eight times. And some of them have nuts, and some of them have. Uh, uh, washers on them and I've got four on this side three on the back side and one over here I said all I need for you to do is go back to the back cut open one of the boxes take it out it'll be nice and neat you can wrap it up and send it back she said well I'm sorry sir you're having so much trouble but if you'll bring the building back we'll be glad to replace it so I go through the whole thing again I said no you don't understand I've already got the building almost up. I just need that one piece. She said, I can't do that, but if you'll bring the building back, I'll be glad to replace it. Now folks, I thought, what am I going to do? And then I thought, I'm going to Memorial Methodist Church. I'll act like some of those people down there. And I got frustrated. None of you get frustrated. I know some of you do because I said I'd act like you do. Anyway, I got frustrated. I looked at her and I said, well, I can. And I started to the back where I knew they had those. And I knew they had three or four of those things in there. And I'm thinking, God, I hope I can meet. I said, Lord, just let, Lord, just let one of those guys that work back there, that, that's put this building up, be back there so I can talk with them. And as I start back there, there's two of them coming. One with a red shirt or a red vest on and one with a blue vest on. And I stop them and I tell them the whole story. You know what they said to me? I'm sorry, sir. You're having so much trouble you're building. And if you'll come back here, we'll take one out of these others and you'll be on your way. Now, folks, sometimes it's... Things just lacking one thing can be awful frustrating. Think about it for just a minute. About this guy that came to Jesus. And think about all the other people that you know came to Jesus. But Dennis, I'm going to put you on the spot. If I get something wrong, you let me know. He will. I know he was a district superintendent. And he's let me know before. Of all of the people who ever came to Jesus, this man is one of the few that ever went away worse off than he came. And look at the guy. Look at him. This guy's got everything going for him. He's rich. He has tremendous potential. He's well thought of in the community. He's respected in the community. He's got some kind of ruling office. He has high morals. He's got a sincere desire for spiritual things. I'm going to tell you what, if my daughter wasn't already married, I'd find this guy. He's got it all. And yet the scripture says he goes away sad. He comes to Jesus and he kneels down at Jesus. He said, Jesus, what do I have to do to get to heaven? Now, all of us will know that, don't we? What do I have to do to get to heaven? Well, his question was right in wanting to get to heaven, but his assumptions were wrong. His question was based on false assumptions. His first assumption was that goodness could be achieved. It can't. His second was that eternal life could be earned. And his third was that everything could be bought, including heaven. Now Jesus destroys these false assumptions. Jesus reminds the young man that no one's good but God. And while the young man was faithful in some things, in a lot of things, he still needed one thing. And Jesus tells him what he needs and then Jesus tells him how to solve the problem. He said, go and sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. And that was just a little bit more than that man could stand. And the scripture says his face dropped. And he went away sad 
and unfulfilled because he had a lot of things. This guy was so close. So close. But he couldn't get there. It's like being on the one inch line in a football game. And having four downs. And then the other team jumps offside and they put you six inches away from it and give you another four downs and you still can't get it. So close. It's so frustrating to be so close. And this man was so close. And every time I read this story, I think he's going to say yes. But he never says yes. He's so close. But he never gets there. Then Jesus reminds his disciples that the kingdom of God is not for sale. The kingdom of God doesn't come as a result of our own achievements, our, our efforts. The kingdom of God is a result of God's initiative, of God's grace, not anything we do. Then the disciples get even more bewildered. And they say, well, if this guy can't be saved, who can be? And Jesus tells them, well, there's some things that human, there are a lot of things human beings can't do, but nothing is impossible for God. Sometimes we forget that statement. Sometimes in church when things go a little bit out of the way, sometimes when we're looking at the financial records, I don't know what we're going to do, but we just can't make it. We forget what Scripture says, with God all things are possible. And Dennis he can open pocketbooks up, can he? Most of the time. That's the hardest thing for God to do is open a pocketbook. And we see it right here. Hardest thing for God to do is get into a person's pocketbook. Because we hold on to it just like this man. Now folks, I want you to understand this is not a story about money. If this were a story about money, we could all buy our way into heaven by cashing in our 401s and our IRAs. And none of us earns eternal life, no matter what we do. We can keep the Ten Commandments every day. We can put our whole paycheck in Uncor for disaster relief. We can sing praises to God every day in the choir at home, wherever we want to. And none of that gets us into heaven. The kingdom of heaven is not for sale. It never has been for sale. And it never will be for sale. The poor can't buy it with their poverty. And the rich can't buy it with their riches. It's a gift. It's a gift from God. And all you have to do is receive a gift. And just like this man, there's some people today who refuse to receive God's gift. Now think about it this morning. Think about where you are. Do you have anything that comes between you and God? There was only one thing that came between me and finishing that building so I could pull the lawnmower in and it wouldn't get wet and had all the top on it and everything. Just one thing that stopped me from finishing that building. Just one thing that stopped it from being complete. And there was just one thing that stopped this young man from getting into heaven. And that was his possessions. And so I ask you, can you think of anything this morning that might stop you from being who God calls you to be? Lord, we thank you for the blessings that you have given to us. We thank you for this passage of Scripture and reminding us how great you are, how loving you are, and that you have a free gift for us. And Lord, we pray that today, if there's anything, one thing or more than one thing, 
that stops us from being in a right relationship with you and stops us from being who you call us to be, that you will help us remove it so that we can be the people that you call us to be in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is hymn number 437. The altar of God is open. If you would like to come and talk with God, give thanks. We invite you to come as we sing our closing hymn, hymn number 437. if you will when I go out if you will come out with me now go with God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit as you go in peace now and forevermore Amen